Okay, so Mary, you're going to do the music for this intro, all right? Okay. And you got to start with that, like, the loud noise. Yeah. So you got to go like, like that. And then... Okay. Yeah, and then... You know, like that? Yeah. You got it? <laughs> ready, go. <laughs> are, are you guys ready? <laughs> okay, go. <laughs> a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, four smart, awesome, funny, and charismatic women braved crowd theaters on opening weekend in order to see the new Star Wars movie, The Last Jedi. They all had one common goal, to see the long-awaited episode 8 and deliver their thoughts and opinions to podcast listeners the Monday after opening weekend. We enter their story only days after the movie's release, so opinions are fresh. Susan just got out of the movie about an hour ago. So with that in mind, I'm going to suggest we wait and give our overall opinions at the end of the episode so we can have a little more time to talk through everything that happened in this movie. Because a lot of shit went down. And that's my intro. You can stop. I kind of just freestyle a little bit. All right, that's fine. You can stop now. <laughs> you can stop now. <laughs> I freestyled a little. Freestyling. <laughs> that was the score from Jaws instead. I'm doing the little, like, quivery violins that happen when it's, like, <laughs> fading into the galaxy and it's, like, and then the camera, like, pans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, like, you, you see the night sky and then it pans down and we're, like, on a planet. Yep. Really setting the scene here. We are on a planet. And that planet is Earth. Yes, planet Earth. So, um, intro questions. Hi, this is Book Squad Goals. We're talking about The Last Jedi today. And I have a simple intro question for you guys. Um, what is your favorite Star Wars movie and why? Susan. Go, Susan. Um, I think The Force Awakens is actually my favorite one. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I didn't even like start watching Star Wars until... Bef- right before The Force Awakens came out, and then I watched all six <laughs> other ones. Um, yes. And not that I didn't enjoy them. Well, not all of them. I enjoyed most of them. Um, but I was the most excited ever to see The Force Awakens, and I was, like, the most excited after I saw it for the next thing to happen. So that was, like, when I went all in, I think. That is a really cool thing about the new movies is I think it's introduced, like, a whole new group like a whole new fan base to the movies that maybe like knew about Star Wars, but weren't like really into it before. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm in that same boat where I just watched the original movies before the force awakens came out so that I could like see the force awakens. So you wanted to see Oscar Isaac. in the movie? I mean, you're not wrong. Okay. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So yeah, but I am going to go with a new hope. I think just because, like, it was the first one that I watched, and it was, like, right before that, but I was, like, just really excited about it because I had watched it in high school with some dude, and I didn't really care, and I, like, didn't get it, I don't think, but then when I watched it this most recent time for the first time, basically, it was, like, it opened my eyes to, like, how, like, amazing Star Wars is, and I was just, like, this is so cool, and now I get to watch all these movies. Yeah. So. It's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm Kelly. And I am Mary. <laughs> hey, Mary. I It's hard to pick a favorite because I like different things about all of them. I mean, A New Hope is classic, and it's intro- it introduces the world in such a way 
that makes it really exciting. And it feels, I don't know, it feels different from anything else I've ever, like any other fantasy sci-fi world I've ever encountered. But in terms of just like general content, I think I like uh, Empire Strikes Back the best. Because there's like some good emotional development in that film. And also Yoda. I like Yoda. Yeah. There's a lot of Yoda goodness in that. He's funny. So I'm Emily. I grew up watching these movies with some dude. And that dude was my brother. (laughs) He was was obsessed with these movies when we were kids. And like I kind of... um, sort of like got into them because he was into them and then I wasn't as into them when we were kids but like sort of just like playing with Star Wars toys with him growing up and stuff like I got into it and obviously my fiance Ben is also really into Star Wars so I'm just like mm-hmm. inundated with Star Wars stuff so it was sort of like I had to be a Star Wars fan or yeah, like, you don't have a choice. Yeah, no, but I do really like Star Wars. Or you'd have nothing to talk to your brother and fiance no. about. No, <laughs> we have a lot in common. But no, I do really like Star Wars. But you know, growing up, it was more my brother's thing. I uh, especially remember him watching Return of the Jedi because he would always sing along to the song at the end of Return of the Jedi, the like Yub Nub song. Yeah. Oh my god. Do, 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 do. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, exactly. So that's like my memory of watching Star Wars with my brother is him singing the Yub Nub song. <laughs> yeah, they took Yub Nub out. I know. What the hell? I don't I don't believe but, in that. Yeah, I had to look it up after. <laughs> yeah, but all of this is to say that uh I grew up with New Hope being my favorite and I always thought New Hope would be my favorite, but I actually like Force Awakens the best now because I think that the new characters and this is something we'll talk about when we get into talking about the new movie but um i'm really into all of the new characters like i really care about all of them um the acting in the new trilogy is by far the best acting yes i don't think (laughs) i don't think there's really like any competition and so that for me makes like if and i think we're all kind of into character development all four of us maybe i'm wrong definitely but like as someone who really cares about characters um more than like action um mm-hmm. force awakens introduced me to characters that i love so for sure yeah hey no one said the phantom menace that's weird. <laughs> wow weird i will say I'm i will shocked. i have to say when i when the phantom menace came out i was right at that age where i was just primed <laughs> to absorb it and i had the book I had the pod racing game. I watched the movie. Like I was oh very God, into yeah. it. Don't don't get it twisted. Well, I never saw them then, as I said, and like this when I watched the, everything for the first time, I did the first 3 and then I went back and did the prequels. And I was like when I was approaching it, I was like, well, everyone says they're really bad, so I have really low expectations, but like they can't they're probably not that bad and i watched them and i was they honestly are. stunned by how bad they really were <laughs> they were they're so bad like i had such low expectations and they were literally worse than i thought they would be yes <laughs> so. yeah same but you know when you're like 12 except for episode 3 is not yeah, not guys, terrible i like episode 3 okay like let's talk about the part where darth vader goes no for like 30 <laughs> seconds that's okay i'm fine with that <laughs> you talking about hate i'm okay with well, that well there's also the part where um they're like the younglings uh, yeah. no i 
saw the prequels when they first came out, and I was, like, in line first day that Phantom Menace came out. Like, obviously, I come from a Star Wars family. We were super excited. My dad got us out of school early so we could go see it. And at the time... so sweet. I was like, this is great. But, you know, after the, like, hype wore off, I was like, wait, no. I have to admit that sucked. Yeah. (laughs) You know? But, like, no, I think, like, people forget at the time when Phantom Menace came out, people were, like, into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know... That, and maybe that's something we can talk about with these new movies, too, is, like, how they age. Yeah. Do we feel like they're going to age more like the prequels or like the original trilogy? So, God, I hope not like the prequels. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think um, anything could really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So I just I, I want to wait. Let's talk a little bit more about our overall opinions at the end. Like I said in my intro, mm-hmm. just because, like. I feel like I need some time to talk through it. So I really feel like Susan probably needs time to talk through it because <laughs> yeah. she like just fucking saw this movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I thought like maybe a good way to start, like I was talking about how much I really like these characters in the, in the new trilogy. Um, and I kind of want to like talk about how these characters, how we feel about their character arcs. Um, yeah. And uh, just a warning to everybody listening, from here on out, there are going to be all the spoilers. Yep. So, so if you haven't seen Star Wars yet, what are you doing? Get out of here. Or if you just don't care about spoilers. Yeah. Listen on. Yeah, more that. Listen on. All right. So what do we think? I mean, like, I kind of wrote down, like, Finn, Poe, Kylo Ren, Rey. Those are, like, our main big characters. Oh, BB-8, obviously. We want to talk about his character arc. <laughs> more BB-8. Yeah. I I mean, I'm kind of chomping at the bit to talk about Kylo. Oh, my God. So am I. Um, yeah. <laughs> Kylo Ren, now after this movie, is my favorite character of the... Oh, he was, he was my favorite character before this, and now I'm yeah. like, I love him I'm for me it was tied between poe and kylo ren but now it's kylo ren sorry yeah but is that just because it's oscar isaac i really love about kylo ren that people well people say like he's not a good villain because he's not scary enough Ugh. which is so stupid it's so stupid me, like a good villain is someone who you can start to empathize with yes yes and who is interesting and has a sense of conflict inside of them. And you can understand their motivations, like, why they're doing the things they're doing. Yes. And, like, he is, like, the perfect example of all of those things. He is, like, a perfect villain, I think. Mm -hmm. And Adam Driver is the best actor in this whole thing. Yeah, that that acting. By by far. Oh, he's a great actor. I mean, I think Daisy Ridley is also really amazing, and we got to see her acting chops a little bit more in the first movie. Yeah. Um, I don't think she had as much to do in this movie, but I also think Daisy Ridley is incredible. Yeah, no, she's great. This was Kylo's movie, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, I just like... <sighs> I agree with Kelly that the best villains are villains you can empathize with and understand their motivations. If you have a villain that's just, oh, I'm evil and I do evil things just to be evil, that's not very interesting and there's not a lot of room for growth there. But if you take a villain like Kylo Ren, who you kind of start to question, is he a villain? Is he doing what he's doing because he feels like he has to? And I also... I mean, you literally you literally don't know 
what he's gonna do i mean like at least i didn't like watching the movie from like one moment to the next i had no idea how he was gonna react to things and not because his character wasn't developed enough but because i was like he's a he's unpredictable he's got a lot of stuff yeah he's he's got a lot of conflicting desires that are pulling him different ways and like this could really go a lot of different ways and that's fun to watch i know this is something we're probably going to talk about later but I think with Kylo Ren's storyline, the writers are really playing with memory mm-hmm. and how how things happen in real life or is not necessarily how people remember it. And a memory that you have, I don't know if I'm articulating this well, but like um, something you remember incorrectly can shape who you are. So you're basically just like doing things based on a lie. Yeah. So, I don't know. Kylo Ren's just, like, very um, emotionally complex in The Last Jedi, and I think he has a lot of interesting things to do, and I think they're setting him up to have a really interesting final movie in this trilogy. Yeah. So, I I have sort of, like, a question that's going to be a segue into talking about Kylo and Rey. Mm Mm-hmm. So my question is, what the fuck was up with that shirtless Kylo Ren scene that nobody asked for? Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Why? I didn't hate it, though. It was <laughs> hilarious. I just liked it that, like, that happened. And she was like, can you just put on a towel or something? <laughs> I was like, same, Ray. Same. Yeah. And I was like, can you take off whatever is on the bottom? I just, like, can't find Adam Driver attractive. He's so goofy looking. Oh, my God. I think yeah. he's so attractive. I know, like so many, so many people do, but I just don't see it either. Yeah, I really like him, but I'm not attracted to him. I liked him in Girls. Like I thought he was attractive then, and he's definitely not playing a very attractive type of person. Right. I agree. I agree, Susan. But I was like, hey, bring that goofy little face over here. I'm gonna kiss it. He's not like conventionally attractive. Like he's. He's probably not getting a modeling deal or anything. I mean, he seems like a cool dude. But yeah. he has, like, a weird attractiveness that I'm into. Honestly, would choose him over Oscar Isaac. Sorry. <gasps> That's literally a crime. Yeah, that mm-hmm. is. Arrest me. You're arrested. Handcuff well, me, Kylo. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that just leaves more Oscar Isaac for the rest of the squad. Yeah, which we do need to share. That's fine. Well, but before we talk about Poe, I do want to talk about Ray because for me, like, you can't really talk about the Kylo Ren story without talking about Ray because they kind of have mm-hmm. a char- a shared arc. Yes. Um, how do we feel about that? I know a lot of uh, the fans were bitching about the the Force Allowing them to have, like, uh, communication with each other. How did you guys feel about that? What's the issue with that? What's the problem? I, I don't know. I actually, when I got home from seeing this on Thursday night, I got on Facebook and I saw that Susan's husband had posted <laughs> a quick review. And I immediately was like, immediately was like I disagree! <laughs> I disagree with him also, for whatever that's I, worth. I don't think... As usual. I think that there's plenty of precedent <laughs> for the force. Well, I mean, like, can if you're going to talk about Joe's review and how you disagree with it, can you just like briefly let our listeners know like what the crux of his argument? Well, I mean, he he was very nice and not giving a spoilery review because a lot of people do that. Yeah, and it sucks. But he essentially just said that there were some things in the film he didn't 
agree with, like some things that were canon had been changed. And I asked what those things were, and he said that one of the things was the force being used to connect people telepathically, that there wasn't really a precedent for that. They were trying to um, change it for this film. And we were kind of having a very veiled conversation because we were not trying, we were trying not to spoil a bunch of stuff for people who might be looking, but um, I I think there's plenty of precedent for the force to connect people. I mean, we see it a lot with Luke and Leia. Um, I mean, Leia feels when stuff happens to Luke, Leia felt it when Han died. And if you can have this, sort of like empath ability from the force. I don't see why you can't communicate telepathically. And even in the first, in um, the force awakens Supreme leader Snoke told Kylo that he sensed a conflict within him, that he had sort of seen his inner feelings. If you can see into someone like that, why can you not communicate? Yeah. If you're already in there fishing around and somebody's <laughs> feelings. It was very, like, <laughs> Harry Potter and Voldemort to me. I don't know if anyone else got that feeling. Yes. yes. Well, don't spoil that shit for me, because yeah. I'm still not oh. there. My B. <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> I think Kylo Ren and Rey are siblings and maybe twins. I don't know about that. Well... I know. I, I, I don't know. We can get into that. That's my theory I've, for right I now. I suspected that there was going to be something like that, but now I hope not because it feels like sort of sexy mm-hmm. and I don't want it to get, I don't want to hate it. Yeah. When, I mean, the same when I find thing. out that they're siblings, I would like to be happy about that if it was a thing. But I feel like they're probably going to fuck, so. Oh, man. <laughs> well, it's kind of like what happened with Luke and Leia, that Luke was, like, into her. Yeah. yeah. And then she was, like. Not a fan of that either. Yeah. <laughs> but I think at that point in the trilogy, they didn't know that Luke and Leia were going to be siblings because he didn't, like, plan it out ahead of time. Uh-huh. Oh, really good job, enough. George yeah. Lucas. I hope – I'm assuming this one's better planned. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was going to ask about that because it did feel like some of the things that got set up in the last movie were kind of, like, dropped or quickly, like, gotten rid of in this movie. Um, Snoke being, like, a big example of that because it seemed in the last movie like Snoke was going to be a bigger plot point or, like, I don't know, more important. And then he's kind of just, like, gotten rid of – quickly in well, this one. I personally was glad because oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's super boring. Oh yeah. And yeah. like As- let's just get rid of all the CGI characters. <laughs> yeah. So yes. I think that there were things that weren't working that maybe they were just like, well, this doesn't necessarily have to continue. <laughs> but I don't know. I But where are those nights of rain? There's though? also stuff like that where I think there's still plenty of opportunity in the final installment for them to go back to or, like, re-explore that situation. But, okay, since we're talking about Knights of Ren, I was gonna ask about this later, but let's just, since we're talking about Kylo Ren, it fits, let's talk about how my expectations for this movie were that we were gonna get some Knights of Ren stuff, because that was mentioned at the end of the last movie. Or at least see some of them? Yeah. 
hear about some of that? Yeah. I don't know. I just like because I th- I thought it was like we're assembling the Knights of yeah, Ren where, now. Yeah, where was that? I know. But no. Maybe they're still on their way. This movie felt like really compressed time wise. It felt like everything that happened happened in yeah, just a few definitely. days. Well, and I think like now that Kylo Ren is like gonna be the leader, he's gonna have more of an opportunity to like do leadery things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So. I don't know. Okay, so do we want to talk about other characters now? Um, I do really want to talk about the Fen storyline because um, a lot of the criticism of the movie has been that the Finn and Rose storyline was a little pointless, and I can't say that I disagree. Okay, hear me out. Okay, I'm, I'm hearing. I'm here. <laughs> I completely understand the argument that Finn... And Rose's trip to Canto Bight, the casino city, and them infiltrating the Empire ship and then failing and it didn't really do anything. I get it. Like, it seems pointless. Mm-hmm. You're right. It does. But okay. for me, seeing Canto Bight provided an opportunity to understand Rose as a character better and see that everyone is not so privileged and super. Like, most of the time in Star Wars movies, there are extra characters that are doing stuff. But, like, the characters we're seeing are sort of like the chosen ones that are going to do great big things. And sometimes for me, it's hard to grasp what other people are doing because we don't see it. So if a planet gets destroyed, I'm just kind of like, well, okay, I guess those are where the poor people were, you know? But like, if I, if, if they said like Canto Bight got destroyed now, I'd be like, oh my gosh, but there were people there who were just living their lives. Maybe that's a problem on my part, but I thought that seeing sort of this juxtaposition of the very rich and the very poor helped provide a more complete view of the world. It was world building that I was interested in, even if the plot didn't necessarily further um, Finn or Rose's story, you know? And Well, it was also character building at the same time, because like you said, it, to- it told us a lot about Rose and like, you know, an opportunity to understand her childhood. Um, but... But what did we learn about Finn in this movie? Because... Nothing. Yeah, that was a little frustrating for me. Like, yeah, we learned about Rose, but, like, I didn't... I cared more about Finn, honestly, because Finn was someone that I really liked a lot in the last movie, and I liked that he was this, you know, like, stormtrooper that, like, decided to turn to the other side, and, like, he really... I don't know. He grew from, like, someone who was just running away to someone who actually, like, believed in this movement, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And so I was looking for more of that progression in this movie. And I don't know. Like, I didn't really see anything happen with him. It did feel like he got put on pause a little bit, almost. Yes. But at the same time, like, I I was looking at um, an interview about, like, Rose's character with Ryan Johnson, and he mentioned that he felt like Rose like, why it was so important for Rose and Finn to have this story together was because she was, like, an example to him of, like, what he is fighting for Mm -hmm. and, like, a reminder to him. Okay. Like, this person who comes from a lesser background and, like, you know, just seeing, like, 
the person she is and like someone who like works behind the scenes and someone who like is very brave in her her own way and sort of like understanding like this is why it's important for me to continue even when this whole thing seems kind of hopeless you know thinking about how you guys said we didn't see as much of ray in this movie but this was kylo's movie to really get developed we didn't see much of finn and we really didn't even see much of poe oh really i felt like we saw a lot of poe there was a lot of poe in this movie yeah I mean, we saw some of him, but it was just him being a hothead, you know? Yeah, but, like, he had his own storyline in this movie all by himself, so I felt like, I mean, Leia was there. But, I mean, like, I feel like yeah. we got a lot of Poe. I don't know. Like, a lot more than in the last movie. Yeah, we there was barely any of him in the last movie. Finn was really focused on the last movie, so maybe they're just letting his story sit for a while. I mean, they've got a lot of characters to juggle around. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and then they added some more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think the the only character they added that they're really going to continue to focus on is Rose. Like, the other new characters were sort of, like, added to help with plot points in this film, but I don't think they're going to necessarily be important later. Yeah. Yeah. Like Benicio Del Toro, which we were going to talk about. Yeah. Um, whose character's name is DJ, which I did not know. Yeah. Yeah, I I was like, okay – in the Google Doc, I just had Benicio Del Toro, and then I was like, I feel like I should look up his name. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you wrote, his name is DJ Oops, but there's no space between it, so it looks like his name is yeah. DJ, DJ Oops. DJ Oops. Which is going to be my yeah. DJ name. And also, yeah. like, Laura Dern was introduced, and then she's gone. So. Yeah. Which is sad. Oh. Yeah, she blew up. I love Laura Dern, and I was sad that she's was sad. just gone now, because she's great. I didn't really care. <laughs> All I could think about was I'd just seen the trailer for Jurassic World, Ugh. and then I was like, Laura Dern, Jurassic Park, and then I just couldn't, I don't know. I just got distracted. Jurassic World is not Laura Dern's fault. I, I don't blame her for it. I just thought of, oh, remember when Jurassic Park was good? That's all. <laughs> Um, crap, I forgot what I was going to say now. Um, something about Laura Dern. Oh, yeah, so her character, whose name I also had to look up, Holdo, is that right? Holdo? Yes, I think so. Um, her character pissed me off for most of the movie because she, I didn't know what the fuck she was doing. Yeah. And no one else knew what the fuck she was doing. And then at the end, you're like, oh, she was doing something smart all along. She just didn't tell anybody. And it kind of makes you think, like, Maybe if she had just told Poe from the beginning what she was doing, this whole storyline could have been avoided. Yeah. Yeah. I did feel that way. I was like, why are you keeping this a secret? <laughs> like, yeah. I guess because she was afraid that someone would try to talk her out of it or something. I guess. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. But I want to talk about um, Poe also. Yes. Because of course you do. I have been on Twitter this morning. <laughs> looking at stuff and uh, you've been on twitter typing up some thirst tweets <laughs> yes <laughs> hoping that he'll read them aloud that was my favorite thing um yeah i'm really glad that none of my thirst tweets came up on that segment yeah um, so just in case you haven't seen it we will uh link this in the show notes but buzzfeed did a thing where uh john boyega and oscar isaac read thirst tweets about them uh and it was hilarious and kelly was genuinely scared that one of hers was going to be on there yeah, I was. <laughs> Although mine are never like pornographic. Yeah, 
Some of I don't know. Were. We got kind of pornographic about his cozy sweater, I felt like. That's true. Uh, when he was in Hamlet. Anyway. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, so there's been a, a trending hashtag of um, Star Wars doesn't care about uh, people of color. And because, and then people sort of, like, writing various reasons why they feel that way. Um, And I saw a lot of stuff about, which I thought was interesting, and I don't know that I necessarily agree with, but I saw a lot of stuff about how people were frustrated that Poe was given a sort of character shift into being a, like, hot-headed bad boy, which is sort of a Latino stereotype of being this, like, impulsive, brash man um interesting which i thought was interesting i am not sure that i feel i felt like it was more just about men in general not to generalize but men in general (laughs) uh (laughs) and well and i i appreciated what they did with him because like up until this point he's been a very heroic strictly heroic character um i don't i don't know like he had I felt like some sort of like sassy bad boy moments in the last movie that maybe we're not remembering. Yeah. He did, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was very sassy with with Kylo Ren. I think he generally has a problem with authority. Yes. Um and I was also reading up on his backstory because I was curious and you know, they have all these like little books and shit that I like should read but never will. Um <laughs> <laughs> anyway, w- Part of his backstory is that he was working for, like, whichever fucking thing that was opposing um, the new empire. And he felt like they weren't doing enough. So he, like, cut off from them to then join the resistance. And, like, that's just, like, another part of him being, like, this isn't being done the way that I think it should be done. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go do my own thing. Which I think is, like... Like, I think he is a character who gets frustrated when things aren't being done the way that he sees as the most efficient or best. And so he's just like, I'm doing it this way. I mean, honestly, same. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I can I can totally relate to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I really did relate to him. And I didn't think, like, I appreciated that there was also sort of a an understanding that he needs to, like, take a step back and think about you know, how he should maybe not just jump into things and maybe, like, listen a little bit more and trust a little bit more. But um, I I liked what they did with him in this movie. And I was – I felt satisfied that he got, like, an actual arc. And he you, we got to see how much he loves Leia, which was also, mm-hmm. like, wonderful and so sad. But it's also pretty clear from, like, behind-the-scenes stuff that, like, Oscar Isaac and Carrie Fisher became very close. Yeah. I thought it was really cool that they let Leia have, uh, I don't know, like such an important role in this movie. Because I was kind of worried with the last movie, she she did a lot of just like standing around and watching things happen. Yeah. I mean, and she was still like in a coma for a lot of this movie. But I, I still felt like, you know, she got to do a lot of cool stuff. So Yeah, and she got to really be a leader in a way that like, yeah. I don't think she ever has. She got to fly through space. Yeah, I know, Mary, you really like that, but I don't know how I feel about that. It's just, like, honestly, it's just, it looked weird. <laughs> okay, this is funny, because this is apparently a very divisive subject. Yes. Because 
as soon as I got home and told my roommate I had just seen it, she was like, she was like, what'd you think? And we were like talking about it and she liked it. But she said like, there were a couple of moments that really made me cringe. And I was like, like what? And she was like, the part where Leia flies, I was like, ew, this is so stupid. And I was like, oh, I liked that part. <laughs> like, so there's something about that that either like to some people looks cool and is like awesome. And then to other people is like, this is the worst. Look, I like the idea of it. I love Leia actually using her force powers because like I think we've all been screaming for like several right. movies now that we want to see Leia use the force. You know, for 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah. Hashtag feminism, whatever. But <laughs> it looked dumb. That's all I'm saying. It looked dumb. I thought it looked cool. It all right. It didn't necessarily look cool or dumb to me. <laughs> I was just happy she was using her force powers yeah, because yeah. everyone says, well, Leia's force sensitive. <laughs> she can feel it, but she can't use it like the dudes yeah, it's fucking can. Stupid. And I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure she can. Yeah. yeah. Now you, she definitely can. Anyway, I also just, l- I thought it was so funny that they all like saw her out the window and they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Susan, what do you think? Are you on their team or my team? I thought it looked kind of dumb. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I was, like, so happy okay. she lived because, like, I didn't think I could handle, like, oh, man. a Leia death after the yeah. actual Carrie Fisher death. So, um, yeah. but, yeah, I was like, what's happening right now? And I'm wondering how they're going to write her out because – it's been said that there will be no footage of her in the next movie and they will not digitally I hope they don't. enhance thingy. Well, I read a thing that said they already said they're not going to. I also read that she they did intend for her to have a big role in the third movie originally. So there's going to have to be a lot of rewriting. And so, I guess there already has been. I don't know. Like, Did they film any of the third movie before she died? I don't think they did. Uh, well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So she's not going to be in it at all. So I don't know how they're going to do that. (laughs) I would rather them say Leia's off doing diplomat stuff or whatever than just say, well, she's dead. Well, she's dead. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think they would say she's dead. Also, it's funny because I was having a conversation with someone else about what they're going to do with her. And then she was like, it's going to be like... Like, how Miranda wasn't in the Lizzie McGuire movie because she was, like, in Mexico or something. <laughs> She's going to go to Mexico. It's exactly yeah. like the Lizzie McGuire movie. It, I mean, yes. I've been saying that the whole time. <laughs> yes. there's That's the, the main uh, uh, reference that I think of when I think about Star Wars. It immediately draws me back to Lizzie McGuire movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, all right. Uh, do we have anything else we want to say about Poe? Um, he's hot as fuck. That's <laughs> something yeah. that I needed to say. Well, I have discovered Poe's true love. BB-8. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think before we went to see this movie, before any of us saw this movie, we thought we were going to come into this conversation and have a heated debate about whether Finn and Poe were a thing. But I think now we can all agree it's BB-8. Clearly, Finn and Poe are not a thing, and Poe only has eyes for BB-8. Yes. Yeah, which Oscar Isaac has already said in interviews. Yeah, but, so. I mean, Mary Mary did not believe it. You know I was firmly – I firmly believed that 
They were just friends. Well, they always say stuff like that. You know, like, the actors always say, oh, I don't know. I don't think so. Well, I think, like, they're... Like, they can't say, like, yes, I'm into this slash fan fiction. Well, my issue with it was that with the Poe-Finn situation, it's not that I don't think Poe could have feelings for Finn, but it was pretty clear to me that Finn did not have feelings for Poe. Yes. I think I just... Part of me just wants to see a queer relationship. See a queer relationship <laughs> in Star Wars because they've done so much with diversity in the Star Wars films. I mean, like I was thinking when I saw The Last Jedi, wow, there's a lot of people of color. Yeah. You know, like even just as extras and um other people like in the resistance, and I was really impressed by that, but Where's my queer alien romance, yeah. you know? I mean, maybe DJ <laughs> is queer. We don't know. I was getting those vibes. DJ is not coming back, but I don't he, think. He might. he might. He didn't die. I I honestly feel like DJ's got to come back because, like, it's Benicio Del Toro and he barely did anything. Yeah, that's a big name. Yeah. And he, it was a fun character to watch. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like if there's an ultimate battle that occurs... I wouldn't be surprised if he showed up again. If we're making comparisons to, like, the original trilogy, and I kind of do see parallels with a lot of the characters, like, I see Poe as kind of like the Han Solo character. Um, Yeah. I think that DJ is kind of like the Lando character. Yeah. Well, and people were complaining that when uh, this was also in the Star Wars doesn't care about people of color situation, they were complaining that uh, they had said there was no place in this trilogy to fit in Lando, but then they're like, oh, well, they went to find a code breaker. They could have used Lando. We don't know what Lando's up to. Yeah. I don't know. So, but yeah, I do see him as, like, a parallel because he's sort of this, like, playing both sides dude. He's kind of, like, out for number one and... Yeah. I really liked him. I was enjoying his moments I was enjoying him. I just kind of wanted... I was kind of disappointed they didn't do more with him because I thought it was an interesting character. So I'm I'm yeah. kind of hopeful that he'll come back for the next movie. Yeah. That's where I stand. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I didn't really care about him. <laughs> <laughs> Susan didn't care about anything other than Adam Driver. Uh, no, I actually – I really liked this movie in general. You can't but, say that yet. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. No. Sorry. Um, People still don't know if but, we like it or not. <laughs> I was interested in him, but I need more. That was – that whole – like, that whole part, actually, I was – that was the one moment where I felt like, <laughs> how long is this movie? Like, I felt like movie. it got long at that point yeah. for me. And then it went back to fine. It was long. But yeah. that was like one of those moments where I was like, wait, what are we doing right now, though? Like, <laughs> well, I what's happening? I'm surprised that I never once felt the length of this movie personally. Like, I have a huge problem in action movies in general, where I get Same. bored very, yes. very easily. Like, the second we stop focusing on character Same. and we start mm-hmm. watching any kind of action scene, I'm like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. how many more minutes? Yeah. <laughs> how many more minutes? Can I turn my phone back on <laughs> and check the time? Guys, um, I didn't get up to pee once during this movie, and that's a big deal for me. Yeah. I didn't either. And I snuck in a whole coffee. Yeah. Like, I always get up to pee. So. I put a latte in my purse. and Oh, I have done that before, Susan. (laughs) Which was risky. Like, I was like, this is going to soak everything in my bag, but I need it. (laughs) Mary saw me bring in an iced coffee in my purse one time. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's a balancing act, you know. I brought in 
like five different types of candy to this movie yesterday. That's not as hard as coffee. I'm not impressed. It was so impressive. I no, I just I'm just saying <laughs> I ate a lot of candy. Yeah, I highly recommend trying to sneak in. There's a there's a Mexican place right by this theater that I went to today. And one time I snuck. <laughs> you brought a burrito in. No, worse. I took. I got. Oh, oh god. A whole thing of queso. <laughs> <laughs> a whole thing of salsa and a thing of guac. Oh my god! And put that and and two big bags of chips in my bag and one in my shirt. That sounds great. And I honestly, camped out. Oh my god! And just ate. It was Bridget Jones's baby. That's what I saw oh when my I god. did it. And so I was like, "What an appropriate movie to just like." <laughs> and I also brought my microwave <laughs> and put all of the stuff. And into I brought the a sleeping bag. Uh, I brought a toaster, <laughs> some pop tarts. <laughs> Change of clothes. Yeah, but it was – that was the most difficult thing I've maneuvered in there. And That's impressive. It, it was totally worth That's it. That's extremely yeah. impressive. Yeah, it only took three cup holders to hold all my dips. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sh- – but I was by myself too. No one was sharing this with me. This was just me. Oh, man. So, oh, my God. Uh, top that. <laughs> That's like an ultimate treat yourself moment to do that at Bridget Jones. I know. It was kind of the best day. <laughs> I think Bridget Jones would approve. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like I think she would. Yeah. Sorry, uh, sidetrack. So, Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Where do you guys want to go now? I've got a bunch of stuff. We kind of like have been jumping around a little bit. Um, uh, um, oh, guys. We didn't talk. I didn't uh, put Hux on here. How do we feel about uh, Hux? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Nobody cares okay, about him. I love. I think he's the Donald Gleason, though. Pointless. I love Donald Gleason. Yeah, I love him. I do too, but that doesn't mean I like Hux. I don't like Hux. Like he's the worst, but I think he's yeah. really, really funny. Like, yeah. I feel like he wasn't. Sup- I don't feel like he was as much of a joke in The Force Awakens, though. He was look a joke. How did you guys? How did you guys feel about like the prank phone call at the beginning it was of the movie? Great. I was like, LOL. <laughs> I don't I, know. See, I thought a lot of the like what were supposed to be comedic moments in this one were not nearly as funny as The Force Awakens, which I found like genuinely funny. Oh uh, yeah, Force Awakens. I think Susan and I would. Agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the funniest. But one. I think yeah. this is a different type of humor. So, yeah. Um uh they made Finn say a real dumb joke though. And I was like, Oh what, what was his joke? I don't remember. It wasn't really a joke. It was like a stupid like action line quip that I fucking hate when people do. But it was like before he killed what's her face. He called her Chrome uh, Dome. Yeah. Phasma? Aw. He's like, let's do this Chrome Dome or something like that. And I was like, God, shoot me. I just want to say, a lot of people died in this movie, Yeah, but the one that touched me the most and that I was the most upset about was Phasma. I, I was not ready was for so that. I was so upset. I feel like, and maybe I'm crazy, but I feel like there's a possibility, like, something about the way that they showed her eye through that, like, cracked glass oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. made me think that maybe she's going to come back all, like, burnt and ready for revenge. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> People do always I, come back. I really with a hope up so. Face. Yeah. So, and it showed her eye in this way that was yeah. like, "Remember this," sort of. Yeah. So, remember my eye. I I, I would. I truly I really hope, hope so, so because she is intimidating and powerful. Because she sort of fell into the wreckage of the burning ship below her. It's sort of like a sidebar Phasma story. Yeah. I went to Disney World. 
um, after The Force Awakens came out sometime. And at Hollywood Studios now, they have a whole Star Wars set of shows that they do. And one of them is oh, yeah. um, Captain Phasma's march so jealous i want to go of the empire and so phasma walks out leading all these stormtroopers i mean so many stormtroopers and they walk through um hollywood studios and they stop like phasma will stop and mess with people i love it i want to go but it's um it is uh, what's her name that plays phasma christy yeah, it's Gwendolyn, Gwendolyn Christie's Christie. voice. Like, it's pre-recorded. Oh, awesome. It's so yes. terrifying. I was wearing... I have a Poe Dameron dress. <laughs> and I was wearing my Poe Dameron <laughs> dress. And my friend who was with me was wearing a BB-8 dress. <gasps> and OTP. she stopped and accosted us. And oh I was God. so honored. <laughs> I loved it so much. That's awesome. She's such an intimidating figure. And I think it's awesome that we have a powerful female villain. Yeah. Yeah, and it was really cool to watch yes. her fighting because she's just like obviously yeah. and awesome at it. I agree. We need like strong female characters, but we need villains and heroes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I, yeah. I think that yeah. just giving her such a short role in this film, and then maybe killing her, maybe having her come back and be off awesome. Like if they just kill her, I'm going to be so disappointed. Same. Yeah, I don't know if I'm just being overly optimistic because I love her and I don't want that to be it i mean there's no way to know right um yeah so that to me was really sad because i was looking for some more awesome phasma shit on on, like honestly like i'm really curious about how they're gonna take care of all of the questions that i have still um in like one movie like there's so much that i feel like there's left to like do and um i wrote some of my questions down uh, one of the big ones that I think we need to talk about is, do we really believe that Ray's parents are nobody? But no. I don't know. I don't know either. Because, you know, uh, just in case you're listening to this and for some reason haven't seen Star Wars, um, you know, the big question in the first movie for Ray was like, who are my parents? Am I ever going to see them again? Or like, where do I come from? Um, and that was a big mystery and then in this movie when she faces off with kylo ren kylo ren says to her your parents were nobody you know that um they were junkers that like sold you off or whatever okay here's what i want to say about this (laughs) that it would be like easy to believe that he that kylo would lie to her or -hmm. just make that up just to fuck with her make her come over to his side because that was his sort of like argument yes was him being like Okay, no, she doesn't know who her parents are. Let's burn this all to the ground. Yeah, it's a yeah. big question for her. If I sort of, like, say this and, like, basically neg her, <laughs> maybe I can get her to come over to my side. Mm-hmm. And I would think that that was the case, but then also there was a scene that I thought was really cool on the, like, Jedi Island, whatever it's called. Yeah. Um. Where she goes into the like hole of darkness, Jedi Island. <laughs> Jedi Island mm-hmm. sounds like a stupid roller coaster. Yeah, also like a cruise, <laughs> um, <laughs> the Jedi Island cruise. But anyway, where she's sort of like looking in this mirror, and mm-hmm. you see like her 
like front and back like for a super long time like if you look into a mirror door and open it slightly like that sort of thing um but she basically is like going up to the the like source of the mirror and she thinks she's going to see her parents on the other side of it and she when she finally sees who it is it's just her Mm -hmm. and i think that to not have her parents be anyone is really powerful in a way because I think that there's this sense of the chosen one character as being like so defined by the people that came before them, so defined by their parents and their parents' uh, legacies. Mm -hmm. And I think it would be kind of cool if she was just a person who like happened to have this power yeah, just because, you know, because it's like – Someone at the beginning had to have just had this power just because, and then they had children or whatever. So it's not that hard to believe that she would just, for whatever reason, you know. I I agree, but I don't think Star Wars can yeah. help itself. <laughs> or she's Jesus. She she was born from midichlorians? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> saying something like that, yeah. Every, every main character is Jesus. If we're going to... Narrow yeah. it down. <laughs> That's what was happening. Yeah, there's a lot of Christ-like stuff. Uh, so I I agree that I think it would be really cool if Ray Ray's parents were no one, um, and she's just kind of like came from nowhere. But am I wrong in um in the Force Awakens? She has like a vision of her, her parents like leaving her, and isn't like R two D two there? Mm, yeah, I can't remember that either. All right. Well, I did not have time to go back and watch the. Force Awakens before we recorded this, but I just... Me neither, and I really wanted to. Yeah, I just remember, like, uh, there were some parts of her flashback that made me think she was somehow connected to to characters that we're familiar with as a child. And, like, maybe I'm just mixing up, like, visions with her past memories, but, like, I felt like these were, like, memories. Her now memories? Yeah, her now <laughs> memories. Um, But I felt like they were memories and not visions, and so that it kind of... And maybe that was, like, a trick or something uh, to kind of throw the audience off. But it seemed to me like she's definitely connected somehow. So, I don't know. There's no way she's fucking Adam Driver's sister. Yeah, I agree. Like, Leia would know. <laughs> like, there, it doesn't make any sense. Right. I don't know. Sorry, Mary. What? What? Because you had said that you thought that they were twins. Oh, yeah. No, they could be. I just think that if they were twins, Leia would know. Because she had them out of her vagina she would know but what if she doesn't want to tell because (laughs) ben is like so clearly evil to her you know and like it's heartbreaking to lose one child i don't know do you want to lose two or what if she doesn't know that ray is hers like what if they lost her or something you know i don't know i think that i don't know either but like anything can happen anything can happen but that would be dumb that's my feeling Well, (laughs) sorry. I'm going to get that on a (laughs) t-shirt. Anything can happen, but that would be dumb. Um, Okay, so more questions I have. Uh, We haven't really talked about Luke at all. Um, And (laughs) I want to know how you guys feel about this story, this like backstory that we get about. And we talked a little bit about Kylo Ren's memories and how they could be flawed and how that's like affecting him now. Um, But how do we feel about Luke and all this? Like, how believable is this idea that Luke tried to kill Kylo Ren? Do you feel like maybe there's more to this story we're not getting? Like, what's going on with this? Definitely. Well, I think 
like what Luke said is probably exactly what happened, that he thought about it for a second, was like, maybe this is for the best that I do this. And then he was like, wait, no, like, that is insane. I could never do that. And like in that one moment of indecision is when that thing occurred where he looked up and saw him and interpreted it to be different, you know? Yeah. I guess. (laughs) I think that that it makes sense. And I really liked um, what they did with Luke. Mm -hmm. We will talk about this more later with the uh, disparity between critic and fan score because – Yeah, yeah. You know, that's – I think that's the main reason is Luke – I think that Luke Luke was very, like, Yoda-like in this movie. And Mary and I talked about this because, like, even the way he died was kind of, like, reminiscent of the way that, like, Yoda died. Because he was just kind of like, oh, I'm tired. It's time right. to die. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, which I thought was cool. I don't know how you guys felt about his death. I thought it was cool, too, because, like, student becomes teacher or whatever. And I also mm-hmm. kind of saw it as, like... Not even dying so much as, like, transcending mm-hmm. by doing something very important to both the world and himself, you know? Yeah. Do you think he became the uh, Force? <laughs> he's, like, in the he Force He became now. part yeah. of it. He's yeah. just little midi-chlorians. Like, what are the chances guy? he comes back as a Force ghost in the next movie? Like, 100%, right? 100% he's going to be a Force ghost in the next movie. Well, and he's the only member of the original trilogy who can come back into the movie unless somehow Han is a ghost, but that's not going to happen. No, because Harrison Ford does not want to do that. You don't think Han can be a Force ghost? <laughs> that's actually what I thought when he, yeah. like, disappeared was like, oh, that's... That's it for them, I guess, because... I, when, um, speaking of Force Ghosts, when Yoda popped up... Force Ghost? I might have, I might have gotten a little misty. (laughs) It's not that I love Yoda, it's just, I had, like, I had such a, I don't know, like, fond memories of the puppets in Star Wars... And when they, when George Lucas went back in and said, I'm going to make it all CGI, and it was, like, terrible CGI. So bad. It made me really sad, because I love the puppets. Oh, yeah. And so seeing that they had Yoda as a puppet again. Yeah. Restored to his original form. Really happy. Puppet Yoda. Yeah. Puppet Force Ghost. You're like, Yoda, you're back! There, I mean, there's definitely <laughs> CGI in the newer Star Wars films, but they're also balancing it out with puppets yeah. when they can. It I looks very... That. Yeah real to me like the movie puppets age well cgi doesn't exactly you're so right because there's constantly new technology and it's always going to look less real than if it's literally real and there's always old puppets Mm -hmm. that's why the muppets are so timeless puppets will always look fucking love the muppets yeah it's it's muppet christmas carol season and i haven't watched it yet and it's time yes i love muppet christmas i'm very excited i usually watch it every year with my family i have the soundtrack Oh, it's such a good soundtrack. I have the CD soundtrack. Yes. Guys, I think I'm going to be Miss Piggy for Halloween yes. next year. Oh, my God. I just remember, like, as a kid, decorating the Christmas tree while listening to the Muppet Christmas Carol soundtrack and that being, like, a really big mm-hmm. deal. Uh, all of this Did is Did you do say. it with a grateful prayer and a thankful heart? <laughs> sure. <laughs> the grateful prayer and a thankful yes. heart. All of this is to oh say that puppets are the way to go. Right? Yes. Yeah, it's real. Um, 
<laughs> puppets rule. Yes, puppets rule. <laughs> um, so my last like big question for this movie, and this could be the most important question, is where can I get a crystal fox like the ones on that salt planet? They're called the they're called Vultex, apparently. I had to look that up because I was trying to find merch for it because I want one and there is no merch. There will be. And that's just like a missed opportunity, Disney. Yeah. I need a crystal fox. They're coming. They're coming. They're so cute. They're so cute. Like, all right, I know the porgs are kind of like what everything everyone's talking about, but crystal Hashtag foxes. Hashtag Pork Nation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> pork Nation. Pork Nation. It's real. It's a hashtag. No, awesome. what? Yeah, they're the people who are pro pork. There's like a whole thing going I on. I love the on porgs. Twitter. Where people are like anti or pro porg. Who, who is anti porg? And what is wrong with you? People who are like, they just made porks to be merchandise. Like, you, a fucking, of course they did. And I don't care. They're cute as hell. Like, I love seeing yes. like little creatures. And like, part of Star Wars, like, is, uh, is a huge part of Star Wars is having these creatures, like, in every movie that you can introduce. Yeah. To. And you know what? Newsflash, they just made Star Wars yeah. to make merchandise. And you know what else? World building. So shut the fuck up. Yeah. Also, porks yeah. are really cute. They are. I liked all of the new animals that were introduced. I liked those horse things. But what were the, what were those big, like, dinosaur? Oh, yeah. I don't. Mm. Nipple animals. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. S- space cow. <laughs> They looked like they were in such pain. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? They're like, my nipples are so engorged. I'm in so much pain. Like, they just looked so miserable. It's like, God, milk yourself or something. Milk yourself. <laughs> well, Luke, Luke was there to do it. A shudder just rolled down my spine <laughs> when you said my nipples are engorged. How about that scene where Luke milks one of them and then chugs it? What? Yeah, <laughs> I... <laughs> Another example of a thing that I think was supposed to be funny. I think he was just literally trying to disgust Ray yeah. so that she would leave. I think that's what it was. Well, it didn't work. But was it supposed to be funny? Was I supposed to laugh? I don't know. I don't I'm know. Not sh- I'm not sure if it was. I don't know. I think it was just supposed to be weird. I think that that's. Well, it was. That's a thing about the sense of humor in this movie is that a lot of the moments where like before, like in The Force Awakens, the humor is very clever and sort of like like snappy humor which is very jj abrams Mm -hmm. like this humor is more like just like weird and sort of surreal moments and like you just get these little character reactions where something weird happens and the characters just kind of look at each other like what (laughs) and then it just like goes on to the next thing (laughs) like one of the funniest parts to me was at the like at the end when bb8 is like piloting this like uh, fucking machine gun thing (laughs) like whatever it was and, and then, then like the true hero, yeah. And then like Finn and uh, Rose just look at each other and they're like, uh. And then they continue on with their fight. But Aww. yeah, I I like the sense of humor. Look, they just made BB-8 to sell merchandise, yeah. so and also for the romance. Yes. Oh yeah, and for to be posed yeah. one true love. Oh, one thing to talk about quickly, um, that is on here is the Ray and Poe meeting for the first time. Oh yeah. So I thought that was so weird, like, at the end of the movie when they're finally like, hi, I'm Poe, and I'm Ray. Nice to meet you. And I was like, oh, yeah, they don't know each other yet. I was, like, waiting for that moment because I, I remembered that they never met. And so when they were finally in the same room together, I was like, oh, my God, are they going to talk? Are they going to talk? And then they did. And I was like, yes, so satisfying. Yeah. What if they just started making out instead? I mean, that's what I would have done if I were her. 
but BB-8 would have been real mad. Yeah. BB-8 would kill you. And we know that BB-8 has the power mm-hmm. <laughs> to destroy. It's true. I just, yeah, I just wanted to briefly acknowledge that because I was like, whoa, they just met for the first time. Yeah. I thought it was great. Yeah. So should we do the our um, critic and fan score disparity situation? Yes. Right. Yeah. So this is the thing we've been wanting to talk about. We've been building up to one of the biggest talked about issues with this movie right now is that there's a huge disparity between critic score and fan score. Um, when I last checked on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, it was at 93% for critic score and 57% for fan score, which is um, higher than episodes one and two. But I believe that is actually a lower fan score than episode three. Hmm. If you can believe it. Oh, God. Um, so I just kind of wanted to talk about like, why do we think this is? And I have some thoughts about why and I'm sure you guys do too and I thought maybe it might be helpful to read some of the negative reviews and see what yes. people are yeah. talking about um, and I think Kelly found some for us yes I compiled some I don't know if you guys have this doc open yeah, yeah. alright um, because you know I love few things as much as I love reading terrible reviews yeah uh, I would also like to point out that at least on Rotten Tomatoes um, of all the negative re- reviews that I read in the first 24 pages which I read all of them. Um, <laughs> only one of the negative reviews was from a woman. So I would like to first point that out. Yeah. And and, and I think you didn't include this review, um, but I did see it. I swear this is I'm not making this up. One of the negative reviews I read um, and I read it immediately after I saw the movie. So it's probably deeply buried now because I saw the movie on Thursday night. But one of the negative reviews I read was complaining that Star Wars clearly hates white men right. because there weren't enough white men in this movie. So Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter that the movie was made by yeah. white men. Yeah. Also, are you <laughs> telling me everyone of those other stormtroopers right. that wasn't Finn? Is that a white guy? Yeah. Those are white dudes. I guarantee it. Right. Yeah. They're just mad that all the villains are white men. Because right. Well, sorry. I mean, that's realistic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you been paying attention to the news? Have you been paying attention to the history of the world? Yeah. Um, this review you put on here with the man shaming comments. I know so that's the funny. one I was going to read first because <laughs> I because it's sort of like the one man that Emily just shaming. So this is from someone with no username. They gave the movie one star. Um, the forced progressive undertones and man shaming in this made this movie terrible. Dot dot dot. Lack of new droids and not following the right character stories ruined this movie. Stop trying to make something of nothing. Dot, 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 dot. Looking like the movie was written by a feminist. Oh, God. The worst insult. Yeah. Um, so that's that one. Uh, I'm trying to think, because there are a lot of them on here, and to read all of them would be... Yeah, and some of them are really long, too. Yeah. yeah. The, oh, yeah. The, the way that people on Round Tomatoes like to give negative reviews is to just list a bunch of questions. Mm-hmm. And or thoughts mm-hmm. without actually forming any cohesive opinion. It's either they do that or then or they summarize what they didn't like in the vaguest way possible in a way that could be applied to literally any movie of all time. So um, first of all, I'm going to I'm going to read some of the, the questions from or things from this dude who is another dude with no account name. 
a half star. Wait, I have a question. How do you know if it's it's a dude if there's no account name? Because they had a picture and it was a dude. Oh, okay. All right, got but it. But for some reason, there was no name. I'm not sure if this happens because someone makes an account and then they delete the account, but their picture still shows up. Mm-hmm. It's very weird because a lot of the other ones did have names. Okay. Um. Anyway, this could be a woman with a dude in her picture, but... It's you know, probably a dude. Let's be honest. Probably. Um, okay. Hyperdrives can be used kamikaze style. It's spelled wrong, but I'm going to assume he means kamikaze. <laughs> and a ship 120th the size can ram another ship and slice it in half. If that is the case, why haven't the rebels been doing that to take out the much larger Empire ships? Um, because people will get killed. Yeah. Next question. Uh, next next question. <laughs> I have to answer. <laughs> Mary, I hope you can answer this question for me. When did Leia get force training? When did a lot of people get force tra- When did Ray get force training? Like, sometimes it's just innate. Right. It was a time of great pressure, and she mm-hmm. used the power the way she could. Yeah. Next question. Right. <laughs> um. Let's see. Why are Rose and Finn such shitty actors? They're not. That's... First of all, how dare that you? That doesn't even like what? <laughs> um. Okay, this is my favorite. Uh, first of all, Rose and Finn aren't actors. Those are the character names. Yeah. All right. They have actor names. Yeah. Um. Why mention Phasma or Snoke if you're just gonna kill them off? Why mention Darth Vader if you're just gonna kill him off? True. Next question. You can say that about anyone. I know. It's <laughs> it makes me so mad when people are like, why did you bring this in if you're just gonna kill it's like that's part of the story. It's people called die. having a plot. So they like, think it's a war. By it's that logic, war. you could never introduce a character ever that was going to die eventually. So yeah. no nothing or no story would ever exist. Right. Yeah. Come on, buddy. Um, why such heavy-handed political elements like animal conversation, capitalism, and wealth gaps? Hollywood is liberal and evil i guess yeah and it's liberalism wait wait is it supposed to be conservation and not conversation yeah. oh it does yeah conservation okay sorry it's like animal conversation <laughs> while i'm on board for <laughs> that um, as a progressive yeah. issue <laughs> talking that's to my animals <laughs> i don't think that's what um, it's my cat <laughs> yeah um why some of these are very nitpicky i know why <laughs> Okay, sorry. <laughs> Why make Chewbacca a bitch? <laughs> Look, Chewbacca is um, in mourning, well, okay? real talk. Since since this film took place so shortly after the Force of the Force Awakens, Chewbacca's grieving. Yes. Yeah. He is grieving. Yeah. His best friend died yeah. like yeah. 5 minutes ago. Yeah. So Anyway, then they have a bunch of other stupid ones that I'm not even going to mention. And then they, at the end, they say, I am just tired of even thinking about all these flaws. Yeah, that's what all his ex-girlfriends said about him, too. <laughs> um, okay, then I am going to read this other one, and then maybe we can uh, talk about some of this, these complaints. Um, Marius Yu, Half Star. Marius says, I am sorry, but this movie has nothing to do with what made Star Wars one word, what it once was. I don't mean that. I don't mean by that the original characters. I mean the vibe. Sure, I understand wanting to appeal to a new generation of fans. However, the entire thing is nonsensical at best. No character depth once so ever. 
No rhyme, rhyme is spelled R-I-M-E, or reason behind how it all shapes up. And at the end of the day, I was left feeling that a bunch of nine-year-olds were handed the job of coming up with a script, and what they did was promote their kindergarten friends as the heroes of the movie. That is pretty much what the new bad boy and the new good girl seem like following the action-slash-acting-slash-character arcs. Also, kindergarten is misspelled. That's not a sentence. Okay. That's not a sentence, first of all. Okay, Star Wars is one word, but kindergarten is two. Yeah. Nonsensical is two. And it's spelled garden with a D, kindergarten. Like a like a plant vegetable like a garden. garden. Yeah. Um of kids. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's what sorry. it's of kinders. <laughs> Guys, sorry, we're liberal assholes. We make fun of people's spelling and grammar. That's what we it's do. True. Well, if you're gonna make Star Wars one word, but you can't make yeah. nonsensical one word. Yeah. Yeah, and if you're going to call something nonsensical, you should probably make sure that your review makes sense. Um, oh, burn. On a related note, <laughs> greats to Disney for being so goddamn politically correct and proving once again that nothing beats a good money grab. I would not recommend this movie to anyone going to the cinema. Better wait for the Blu-ray or just plain go get it online if you can. <laughs> just plain go get it online. <laughs> I'm so confused by them saying that being politically correct is a money grab. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he knows what that means. Yeah. So. Here's here's the thing. I think people who like the original Star Wars movies and grew up with them have a very specific idea of what Star Wars is supposed to be. When the new films diverge from that, they get mad. Yeah. On the same, on the other hand, people complain that The Force Awakens was just a retelling of the original yes. uh, Star Wars film, and they complained about that. Yes. In my understanding, is the people that hate this mo- these new movies so strongly are like the stereotypical basement dwelling bitches dudes who hate everything well hold on because joe didn't like it yeah joe's a bitch i'm just kidding um <laughs> why is chewbacca a bitch though? yeah why make, why make chewbacca a bitch um no well i think he thought it w- he said it would be remembered as like okay basically this one he liked the force awakens though i don't want to just like dismiss everyone's complaints and say like well y'all are stupid because like i think some of the complaints about the movie are i understand like yes. I yeah are justified but, however but a lot of these people aren't going to be happy either way yeah however i i do say. think yeah you're right that a lot of it is like well this isn't enough like star wars and force awakens was like too much like star wars and it's like <laughs> well I don't know. the but the question is why did this movie why is this movie getting such worse um, audience ratings than The Force Awakens did. Because generally, though, there were a lot of people who were being bitches about The Force Awakens. Like, it got a better score. Yes. Um. So, and my thought is, like, while I was reading these reviews, the thing that I noticed over and over and over again was people being really, really upset with Luke's storyline. Mm-hmm. Really upset. And I think my theory is that the main reason that people – that this movie has such a bad score, not to say that there aren't valid criticisms of it because there are plenty that people do list, you know, I guess. Like, and we we talked about some of them, um, yeah. like Finn's storyline, for example, and some of this other stuff. Um, that aside, though, there are a lot of reviews where the main point of the review is how could they do this to – this character who meant so much to me as a child, how could they make him into this, like, whiny man who goes and hides on an island? Why, like, how could they uh, 
ruin his legacy and shit on his legacy. And I just want to take a moment and say that I am a person who I mentioned earlier just watched the original trilogy for the first time very recently. And my reigning thought throughout all of A New Hope is, why is Luke Skywalker so fucking annoying? Yes. Okay. <laughs> like, yes, because to me, the original trilogy was always 100% about Han Solo. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but Luke is a little bitch. Like, not to say little bitch. That's a that's a wrong thing to say. Why is Luke such a bitch? Why make Luke a bitch? Um, yeah. Luke is a very bratty character from the very beginning okay and he learns and grows and ultimately does the right thing and has a good heart but he is like an impetuous little brat and yes it's really ridiculous apparently a skywalker trait if we look at anakin and kylo ren yes (laughs) only leia is god anakin not a brat god anakin anakin's (laughs) the fucking worst um (laughs) Also, yeah. speaking of bad acting. Hayden Christensen, my God. <laughs> what God, a mess. What it's a mess. so bad. I felt so bad for Natalie Portman because he made her look bad. And, like, you do not do that to Natalie Portman. She was also bad, but I don't blame her. <laughs> look who she was acting with, though. Yeah. Yeah. You have to pretend to have chemistry yeah. with basically a cardboard cutout of a man her performance though was like she was on horse tranquilizer tranquilizers the word tranquilizer yeah. she he was probably like, drugged her probably um you're going down a path i cannot follow anakin <laughs> you're breaking yeah. my heart also like all the acting was bad in those movies because george lucas is kind of a terrible director yeah, yeah. And I think Natalie Portman is a person who can be really amazing when directed well and who can be pretty flat when not. So anyway, that's unrelated, sort of, mostly. Anyway, point being, my theory is that the main reason for all of these – for not all of them, but a lot of the negative reviews is what happened to Luke, even though I think it was a really good send-off and he, you know, did something important. And I think it makes perfect sense – that things went the way they did for him based on the character that he has always been. Yeah. I don't think anything out of character happened. Yeah. I agree. He was redeemed. Cool. Um, so do we want to talk about, with all of this having been said, are we ready to give our like overall opinions of the movie? We can do like a star review or something. Yeah. Okay. Susan? Oh. How many stars are we doing it out of? Five. Five? Are halves allowed? Yeah. yeah, this ain't Goodreads. Sure. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I, I, I feel so free, except I don't need a half star this time, actually. I kind of want to use one, but I'm going to go straight up four. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to do that yeah. as well. I'm four stars. Four. Okay. Mary? I, hmm. I'm going to say four and a half. Ooh. Hmm. It wasn't as good as The Force Awakens to me, because it didn't feel as new, I guess. Mm-hmm. But at the same time... I like my mark of approval is I had to go to the bathroom so bad throughout pretty much the entire movie, but I wouldn't get up and go because I felt like I was going to miss something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you probably would have because yeah. Yeah. a lot happened. A lot happened in this movie. Okay. So if I were just rating the scene, which we didn't talk about the scene, so I just need to shout out to this scene. If I were just rating the scene, where Kylo Ren and Rey 
go apeshit. Yes. And kill a bunch of people together. Mm-hmm. This would get a 100 out of five stars. That scene was so good. Yeah. Because that scene was amazing. I was like blown away. I loved it. It was awesome. And I yes. wanted them to join. I did. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was like the Kylo Ren and Rey storyline was just like incredible and made the movie for me. As did the Crystal Foxes. <laughs> um, but there were some other things in the movie that uh, was not as into and was a little disappointed about. Like, the Knights of Ren not being there. Uh, like, Finn's storyline. Um, so, I actually... I'm on Letterboxd, if you guys want to look me up. Mm-hmm. Holla. And on Letterboxd, I gave this three and a half stars. But I'm going to go see it again and revisit it with, like... Because I think a lot of that is based on the fact that I had expectations going into the movie that were not fulfilled. So I'm ready to go see it again and revisit that score. But just on initial viewing, three and a half stars. And it's interesting because I did see a couple reviews where people came back. They were like, I rated this earlier, but I'm coming back because I saw it a second time and I changed my mind and I like it more than I did at first. So I think this is one that is going to be better on repeat viewings. Yeah, because I think what we expected – is a lot different than what what we got. And, like, I read a review that even said, you know, that the quote from Luke that's in all the trailers, this is not going to go down the way you think. Yeah. It's sort of like a good representation of, like, the movie itself. A warning. <laughs> like, the movie doesn't go down the way you think yeah. it's going to. Uh, and I think maybe that has a lot to do with people's reactions to it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this is the longest mini-sode ever, probably, because we just have so much to say about Star Wars. But I'm okay with that. That's fine. I'm okay with that, too. Yeah. Yes. So that was Star Wars, everyone. Woo! Star Wars! Um, Mary, do you want to tell us about our featured bookstore for the month of December? Yes, please. Yay. Our featured bookstore for the month of December is Tubby and Coos mm. Mid-City Bookshop in New Orleans. Um, Emily and I got to visit Tubby and Coos and sort of tour around. And I am kind of obsessed now. Um, as you guys know about me, if you've listened to me talk ever, <laughs> I love science fiction and fantasy um, I'm really into D&D and board games, and I'm really into science fiction novels and new weird, like the Jeff Vandermeer stuff. And Tubby and Coos specifically caters to science fiction and fantasy readers. How appropriate that and we're they, talking about this on a Star Wars episode. I know! They actually <laughs> had a lot of cool Star Wars out stuff out yeah. when we went in there, yeah. and there was a customer talking really loudly about Star Wars, and it was exciting. Um <laughs> But Tony and Coos has their part bookstore, part board game store. They have a library of about 200 board games, and you can go in and play and test them out or purchase a board game for yourself. They have used books and new books, all science fiction and fantasy, and they will buy um, used science fiction and fantasy books for store credit so you can fuel more reading for yourself um the store itself is also really cute it's in sort of like an old house and they have a really really cute children's book nook upstairs um sort of like next to their board 
game room that and it's just like painted and toy story stuff and it has like a bookshelf in a closet that's like very narnia-esque and it's just designed uh really nicely also um they do special orders and you can order through them online and they'll ship it to you wherever you are and I don't know. They just do a lot of great stuff, and it makes me sad that I don't actually live in New Orleans, so I can only go there when I go to New Orleans. But you can order online, and we will be linking uh, to this bookstore on our website and in the show notes. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. They also, um, they recently just successfully kickstarted a publishing company. They're trying to start publishing some science fiction and fantasy books. And so they've got three books that they're getting ready to publish and they look really interesting. Two are sort of children's books. Um, One's an alphabet book that's New Orleans themed. And one is a book about two awkward stegosauruses who learn to love and be confident in themselves. And the third book is sort of a retelling of the Captain Hook story that looks really interesting, especially if you're into fairy tales and uh, stuff like Once Upon a Time at all. But um, you can find the link to those books on their website as well. But... I mean, they seem really awesome, and if you're in New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans, <laughs> definitely check them out. How dare you? Um, and if not, you can always take a look on their website where they talk about all of the different activities they have. And uh, they also do a lot of good stuff for the community um, in terms of having programs for local people, and they really seem like they're striving to be a center for community activity as well as a store. And I'm always super interested in that. Yeah. Awesome plug. And also the owner is super nice. She was very nice. Yeah. Cool. Um, so let's talk about what's on the blog now. What's on the blog? Um, Riverdale recaps forever. Yes. Um, I know that <laughs> I had to pause my Are You The One recaps because of personal reasons, but um what you might not know if you're not watching are you the one and how dare you um is that right now they're doing a reunion special so they did part one this last week and they're doing part two this week so what i'm going to do is i'm going to wait until after the reunion special is over and then do sort of like a final thought post that will kind of like cover the last few episodes that i missed so watch out for that also, Sounds good. speaking of reality TV, um, we have posted a blog entry of our initial reactions to all of the new Bachelor contestants, uh, because The Bachelor comes back on January 1st. That's, <laughs> that's not, horrible. That's not my joke. That was <laughs> oh. The Bachelor's joke, okay? Um, oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, that'll probably go up uh, the day that this gets uh published or gets posted or whatever i gotta say too just to like circle back to riverdale for a second i thought they just got done with their mid-season finale i didn't watch yet so and i thought don't. wait a minute mid-season finale Allie Dub, and there's like 20 something episodes yeah well, you guys have fun with i was that. appalled <laughs> got a lot to look forward to yeah all right ew have I fun know. with that y'all you didn't know what you were signing on to do but it's I it's did been not. great fun. It's still good. I it's love so, it. It's so so trash. I we say the same thing every time we talk about it, but like I know. if you want something really stupid to watch that is like also really fun and kind of cool looking and occasionally makes you have little tiny feels, 
Tiny, tiny. Tiny feels that are then, like, usurped by you being like, this is so fucking stupid. Please watch this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I keep I keep trying to tell people to watch it and I'm like it's trash but I love it but it's good yeah. but it's bad. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's just bad. Anyway, um also uh going back to Star Wars, we have another guest post from a friend of the podcast. Gabriella has uh posted about uh Carrie Fisher's most recent book, uh The Princess The Princess Diaries. The Princess Diaries. Yes, thank you. Um, I've read this book and I could not remember the name <laughs> of it. All right. That's great. Um, so yeah, check that out. Anything else on the blog right now? Soon on the blog, there will be a post about runaways. Ooh, all right. Cool. Um, but I don't know. When. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then what's next on the podcast? So next on the podcast is my pick, um, which is kind of also Emily's pick, let's be real. Uh, yeah, but Emma, it's true. I kind of... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is my pick, but also Emily's pick. It's called The Book of Speculation by Erica Swyler. Um, it is about lots of stuff I'm learning. <laughs> 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 but um, it's definitely fun, and I'm enjoying it. It I mean, I guess primarily the reason that we wanted to read it is because mermaids play a big role, but like not just normal mermaids, also like carnival and circus mermaids. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, So it's really fun. I love a good circus story. Yeah, it's very circus-y. So if you are a fan of Water for Elephants, this is a book that you're probably going to like. Even the author of Water for Elephants. elements (laughs) water for elephants has like a quote on the cover that's like love this so you know (laughs) so she Uh, might have read it or they might have just paid her to write that i don't know yeah you never know but it's you You know but anyway you should read it and um we did a giveaway for people to um win a little mermaid box (laughs) <laughs> which is a, bo- a copy of the book of speculation and some other goodies that I'm putting together. Um, and that contest is officially over. And the winner is <laughs> Alexandria from Yay! Myrtle Beach. Congratulations, Woo, Alexandria. Um, yeah. Please email us with your address um, and any other instructions. <laughs> and I will mail it to you. Hopefully it'll be to you by or in the new year. (laughs) When you say other instructions, I just think like whisper my name into an acorn. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know if you have an apartment number or shit that I should know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, that was fun, everyone. Yay. Star Wars. I always love chatting about Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars. It's no, um, it's not at all surprising that we talked for like ever a bajillion years. Um, yeah. yeah, I was kind of expecting that. Uh, yeah. So if you have any questions about Star Wars, we love talking about Star Wars. So send them in, and we will Woo-hoo. respond on our next episode. Yeah, and please send them via social media, or you can email them to us um, at booksquadgoals at booksquad.inc, inc like a squid. We are Book Squad Goals on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Goodreads. We have a Goodreads group. 
um, where we do little discussions of the books and kind of also cull questions from there to talk about. So if you write to us, if you give us a comment, we will 95% read it and discuss it. So please um, send us how you feel. Join the conversation. Send us things about how you feel. Join the conversation. Uh, and check out Woo! our blog and check out all of our things. And also, please rate us and subscribe on iTunes if you're not subscribed. Or subscribe on whatever your podcast aggregator is. But that way, we just and, show up and in tell your, your feed. And it's great. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. bye. 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 bye.